welcome to the Monday night edition of the Dynasty Pros NFL Free Agency Recap. I'm your host, Nick Young, and here I am joined with fellow Dynasty Pros contributor, Sam Waldorf. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, then we can get on in. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Uh, I'm stoked to be here. Uh, it's my first podcast. Um, I live down in Austin, Texas, so if you catch me saying y'all, you're just going to have to get used to it. Uh, other than that, I've been playing Dynasty for a super long time, so stoked to talk about everything. Heck yeah. So let's jump into it with some reports and rumors, and the biggest one of all, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, first off, classic freaking Aaron Rodgers, just making everyone wait for him all day long. Still no decision made. Uh, I mean, fantasy-wise... I think everyone's excited about him maybe going there. Obviously, people are obsessed with Garrett Wilson. We're ready for Elijah Moore to mean anything again. Um, and I think we're all just over him on the Packers. But unlike Trey Wingo earlier, I guess we just got to wait until it actually happens. I definitely agree with that. I'm going to say this. If Rodgers goes to the Jets, he's back in high-end QB2 territory for me. With those weapons over there, I think he's finally going to have what he needs to be productive with more than just Devontae Adams. Yeah, so 100%. I'm, I'm hoping it I'm hoping 100%. It happens. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and the question was Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr in a dynasty league. And I think if you're trying to win, I think I go Rodgers. Now, I understand Carr might have a couple more years, but do we think Derek Carr is going to be a QB5 ever? I don't think I believe in that. I don't know about you, but uh, Aaron Rodgers with those guys, maybe, maybe. I agree with that. Another one that's not, not really surprising to me, but needs to be mentioned. Texans are shopping Laramie Tunsil possibly to the Chiefs. They need the offensive line help. So what do you think about that in terms of Pat Mahomes and his production? I mean, anytime you're talking about anything with the Chiefs, it matters first just it does um with the addition of Jawan taylor i wonder if that rumor starts to dissipate a bit as he might go somewhere else but with mahomes on that 10-year contract like they can do stuff with their cap that i don't think a lot of teams can because a it's already very possible to finagle in any way possible and with your qb on a what is it, 10-year, $500 million deal or whatever, I think you mm -hmm. can move some stuff around more than people on two-year deals. I agree. Now for some uh, fallout from the trade for the 101 by the Panthers. They're open to moving on from Matt Corral. He dropped significantly in the drafts last season, and he injured himself, which didn't help him at all. So what do you think? Is he going to land anywhere? Does he have a chance to be a starter? Like, What are your thoughts uh, I think Matt Corral-wise, I'm going to stick with my thought from last year that I didn't think he was going to start for them last year. Now, I do think through his college tape, he has shown that maybe he's got a little something. So if he can go somewhere where there's maybe an older guy around instead of another young guy, who knows what could happen? I mean, he obviously had the arm in college and he had the swagger which I guess matters. So, you know, in the right spot for 
I mean, they what they drafted him with the third, or was he a fifth rounder? I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think he was in the third. I think he was the third, and Hal was the fifth. The, those are yep. the two I always get mixed up. But I mean, what are they probably asking for a four back, a five back? I don't think anyone's paying the three, but they don't need they'll, them. They'll probably get a late uh, day three yeah. pick for them. Yeah, I mean, better there than stuck behind the number one pick who he, his dynasty value is just nothing. So I agree. So now we get into some offensive signings. The Raiders let their car go, who arguably was one of their better quarterbacks, and are bringing in Jimmy G. He's reunited with McDaniel. Things are going to look good for them. Three years, $67.5 million, $34 million guaranteed. Do you think they're still in the running for Will Levis at seven, or what do you think? I don't think you can rule it out. I mean, I think... I like Jimmy G there. I think that's a good spot for him. I think if you held on to him all throughout last year, throughout this off season, because you believed he was going to start somewhere, that's probably as good as it gets. Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, you know, there's some guys there. Obviously, the McDaniels knows him narrative. You can always point to. Um but is he the long-term solution? Pro- probably not. So I think Levis or anyone there at, at seven is is in the running. I think the Raiders find themselves in a tough position of that division being an absolute gauntlet of mega people with Sean Payton now. The Chargers already made the playoffs and then obviously the Chiefs. So do they want to sit on a rookie QB when – maybe there's a stud at seven or, you know, that can help them now. I agree with that. I definitely think they brought Jimmy G to mentor a rookie, but he's going to let them sit for a while. They can win with Jimmy G. Granted, they're in a powerhouse of a division, which now also features Jared Stidham with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Don't know why about that. I he's think gonna, that was just He's going to beat out Russ. Watch it happen, man. <laughs> Yeah, so it's definitely going to be the fun to watch. Uh, one other notable quarterback to discuss real quick. I guess there was no starting positions available for Jameis because he's returning to the Saints on a one-year, $8 million contract. Is he ever going to get a chance to start again? I honestly feel bad for Jameis. I thought he totally deserved the shot last year over Dalton. I get that Dalton might be the safer option, but uh, what were they going to do with Dalton? And now Jameis is going back. I wonder if no one reached out to him or, I mean, what was going on behind closed doors that Jameis couldn't get that Mike White deal? Or maybe he didn't want it, but I, you know, if I'm Jameis, I'm going somewhere else, but maybe he, you know, he likes the coach in there. That's great money for a backup. So at least I'm sure he likes that. Yeah. And since you brought up Mike White, he's going to be the insurance policy down in Miami. Mm-hmm. When, like like you and I were talking earlier, if they have to start Skyler as a QB, you know there's an issue. So.
help give a bridge for Tua when he needs it. Yeah, I think I think Mike White makes perfect sense. I saw that, and that was one of those ones where you were just like, that adds up. I I totally get it. They they've got great weapons. Skylar Thompson even showed a little with them. You watched him, and you're like, you know, with with that coach and and Tyreek and Waddle. All you got to do is throw it to him two yards down the field, and it's 90 yards waiting to happen. So having anyone there that, you know, we all are crossing our fingers that Tua is better, and we are hoping that he won't continue to struggle with these concussion problems, and we're hoping they're random. But having a guy who, you know, I think I was reading, Mike White has thrown for 300 yards and about 30% of his starts. It's a pretty good number. I'll t- I'll take that as a backup QB most days of the week. I definitely agree. So just to go through a couple other names, Case Kingham signs for the Texans. They're going to need the veteran help with uh, them potentially taking a rookie QB. And Sam Darnold to the 49ers, don't 100% get that. But, I mean, more power to him. Yeah, I think Keenum makes sense. I I think, you know, dynasty, fantasy-wise, that's about as much as we should give Case Keenum on any show ever. So, congrats to Case Keenum for getting another contract. Uh, Darnold's interesting. You know, Darnold's that guy in your league that you try to trade a quarterback to them, and the dude goes, I got Darnold, man. I don't need a quarterback. And you're like, oh, yes, you do. But... Now he's on the Niners who have the greatest injury bug you've ever met in your life, if you believe in it or you don't. But, you know, over under three games, Sam Darnold next year, he might play two or three games. I get it. Lance is hurt. Purdy hurt. Darnold at least has started games for multiple teams. He looked better late in the season for Carolina than – I think anyone thought he was going to. So, you know, Shanahan has shown that he might just be the greatest QB magician we've ever seen. So why not? I definitely agree. And one of a comment from one of our guys, McCaffrey can't seem to escape Darnold. They've been together since, since Darnold came into the league. So he's like, let me follow McCaffrey. Let's just keep going with it, right? He loves it, man. I'm sure he's yeah. super happy to see his old teammate teammate around there. Yeah. Now for probably the most pitiful of free agent acquisitions or anything running back wise. You got Matt Breida came back to the Giants on a one-year deal. And mm-hmm. Mike Boone for the Texans. I mean, I guess they needed backup help for Damian Pierce. Maybe they don't see him as the full third down, like three down running back. But what do you yeah. think about that? I mean, Mike Boone, there's a Mike Boone stand somewhere out there that is like, I told you, I told you Mike Boone was going to do something. Uh, I don't, I think Texans wise, watch him still take another running back. I don't think they're done. I love Damian Pierce. I want him to keep the job for him, for all of my league mates who need him to be what he currently is. Um, I don't think I would worry about Mike Boone being the guy to change that. And then, I hope that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, you know, and then I think Brita wise, I think football wise, it makes a lot of sense. Brita looked great as a football player. Fantasy asset, 
I don't think anyone cares. But as a football player, he came in, he gives them a little speed on some of those end arounds. Uh, we definitely saw that in the playoffs a lot more. He had that huge, I think it was a fourth down pickup where he broke like two, three tackles against the Vikings on like fourth and two. He came in on an end around pitch or something. And, you know, that's the kind of guy that you want on a football team. Dynasty fantasy football. If I saw Matt Breida on your team and you don't have Saquon, I definitely would question what you're doing. So I agree. He's nothing more than like a low end handcuff at best. Yeah. He he fits what they need, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing new in the wide receiver game. Tight end is a little interesting to me. Uh Patriots trade Johnny Smith to the Falcons for a seventh rounder. This makes sense for Kyle Pitts because Johnny Smith had his best pass blocking year in his career this past year, which will open up Kyle Pitts being a receiver. That's the hope, right? You hope Johnny blocking means Kyle Pitts split out wide. It's the same. It's the same conversation we're going to have with TJ Hawkinson and Josh Oliver signing. It's what you're hoping for Doltich with Manhurts signing, you know, all three of these blocking tight ends are coming in and hopefully allowing their tight end to split out because we love a tight end in football terms that can block. But for fantasy, we don't see Kelsey block much, and that's all we want. So so let me pose this question to you since you brought up Josh Oliver. 100%. Does this hurt Irv Smith? Well, Irv is gone. So Hawkwise, I don't think it hurts Hawkinson as he's there. I think – you know, they had they had guys in there last year. I think this frees Hawk up with Thielen leaving to be something. Irv is an interesting name, though, on where he might go because he was once highly loved by many. Coming out of Alabama, everyone liked Irv. And, you know, if he lands in the right spot as a backup, he could have something for sure. I agree. So now let's get talking about some offensive line. There was some... There were some good things made. Jason Kelsey decided not to retire. I, for one, thought he was going to after the Super Bowl. Uh, Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle, four-year, $80 million deal with the majority of that guaranteed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, yeah. locking down the trenches. What do you think about that? I think it's great. I think, I think people wanted them to keep Orlando Brown, but I think the more you watch the Chiefs, you realize that Orlando Brown isn't really a $20 million a year guy. Even if he gets the deal somewhere, I don't think he was their guy. And so I'm, you know, you got to protect Patty and I like it. I like it a lot. And I, I looked at the the contract and honestly, for the way NFL contracts go these days, Jawan Taylor's might be one of the most simple contracts I've ever seen in my life. It's basically just like this dude just gets paid this every year and that's it not these weird contracts we're seeing now. So good for him. I'm sure the Jags, the Jags are bummed. I bet, man, I, they want him on a rising team with, with Lawrence. And I'm sure they're not super happy about losing their, their tackle. Not at all. And one of my buddies who's a Chiefs fan just commented, needless to say, he's happy about that signing. Yeah. Now Um, we'll see uh, what they do at the other side. You know, obviously um, we hadn't mentioned it yet, but, you know, Wiley, uh, another one of the Chiefs tackles signed and he's not on the team anymore as well. He's going to the commanders, but 
he wasn't as well known. So, you know, they're still going to have another lineman slot to fill in. But the Chiefs have, what is it, like 12 freaking draft picks? Like that. They have an enormous amount. I. I am full on board with the this was the year to beat the Chiefs thing because they're going to about to add 12 new players to that team and who knows what's about to happen. Their defense was all rookies and they're only going to get better. Mm -hmm. So good luck. I definitely think we're going to be seeing a couple more Chiefs Super Bowls in the near future, especially with Mahomes being locked down for 10 years. Uh, Moving on, that same division's getting stronger in the trenches. Mike McGlickney out of San Francisco just signed a five-year, $87.5 million deal with Denver. Yeah, that's huge. Ross needs the protection. That's a huge, it's a huge deal. And I think it, it, it surprised me that San Fran let him go, but I guess they put their money somewhere else. You know, they put their money not to him. Um, and Denver, you know, they also were, they, they were the ones to add, um, Who's his face? Uh, ben Powers. Ben Powers too, right? Yeah, I was gonna say they're, you know, I they, Peyton believes in him. Peyton believes in Russ and go protect him and you got to. Their line was terrible, so they need something. And McGlinchey was good with the Niners. You know, he was a very good pass blocker, okay run blocker. I mean, how much of that was Shanahan? I guess we don't know, but. That's what tackles get on the open market, that kind of money. Yep. So. so one interesting fact about Ben Powers, this past season, in almost 1,100 snaps that he played, he had one penalty, no sacks allowed. That's going to help Ross immensely compared to what he was taking last year. Yeah, I think every Denver game I watched, there was like seven holding calls on every one of their linemen. It was the hardest thing to watch in the world. Luckily, I don't like the Denver team very much, but, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you want to see penalties, so. Yeah, and another big one, Chris Lindstrom, former first-round pick of the Falcons, just got extended. He's the highest-paid guard now. I think it was five-year, 100 million, somewhere in that range, 105. Yeah, it was a massive deal. It was 20-something a year over five years so exactly and according to pff he was he ranked at 95 which for pff is extremely hard to get so i definitely think the falcons got that core lineman that they need to keep to allow them to continue on yeah i think the falcons offensive line wise were much better than people thought i think it was easy to look at them and be like, oh, Marcus Mariota, like, you're gross. Like, I don't want to watch you play. But their offensive line, like, they were moving people. And the analytics backed it up, like you said, with Lindstrom. And I know a lot of their other offensive linemen ranked very highly as well. So that's one of those spots where it's like, I know everyone wants to be on the Algier train, but don't be surprised to see Bijan go at freaking number nine there. I like Arthur Smith. He had Henry for years and they could use something. So if Bijan goes there, I would be ecstatic. I agree with that. Couple other sneaky moves that were made. The commanders locked down a center and a right tackle 
and Nick Gates and Andrew Wiley, like you mentioned earlier, the commanders are making moves to protect potentially their second-year quarterback, Sam Howell, as their starter. So I'm going to be interested to see how the enemy does as the OC there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Howell as the QB, I, he was one of my favorites coming out of last year's draft class. So I'm, I love to see it. Yeah, and I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Andrew Wiley coming from the Chiefs, going to the enemy, a guy he knows, a guy he understands how to coach for. Um, you've been seeing a lot of hopeful Antonio Gibson people rise from the depth, hoping that Gibson now becomes McKinnon, which, you know, it could, it couldn't. But if Sam Howell can do it, they've got some of the best offensive guys around him you could ask for Dotson and McLaurin are studs both of them so I agree with that now to just go through the last of the offensive linemen Connor McGovern formerly of Dallas three-year 23 million with the Bills gives Josh Allen more protection up front doesn't have to deal with sacks as much doesn't have to be pressured nearly as much you got Ethan Pochich out of Cleveland resigns three-year deal Nate Davis, formerly of the Titans, three years with the Bears. That's a sneaky one for me. I love it. Definitely making moves. As a Titans fan, I hate it, but I love it. I I get it. You know, I think the Bears are. I was surprised to not see them be the one to get a McGlinchey or a Taylor. I kind of thought the tackle might be incoming for them. Um, Maybe this points to the fact that they're targeting tackle at nine or what's their pick? I forget their pick now. It was nine, right? Nine. They traded down to nine. Yep. Yeah. You know, maybe it's maybe it means that's what they're going with at, at nine, which I think would be the smart move to do. Um, but it's a great interior move. And, you know, obviously for Buffalo, if if you don't have a good O-line, you can't win games. So you got to bolster it up. They, they weren't able to re-sign some of their defensive guys, which is something we'll get to in a bit, but got to put some guys on that line and McGovern looked good you know I mean he wasn't the best player on the Cowboys offensive line but he was a solid contributor and I'm sure it's a lot easier when you're blocking for someone named Josh Allen who barely needs a blocker in the first place so agreed and last lineman Andre Dillard formerly of the Eagles went to Tennessee as a Titans fan I'm sure you're happy about that (laughs) I am understand it. I get it. They needed a tackle. Lawan left. Ben Jones left. We just went over Nate Davis leaving. They're losing basically their entire offensive line. I'm happy they're cutting everyone. I think they should just tank, to be honest, not to be a pathetic Titans fan. But they needed someone. Dillard's coming off a very winning team. Now he underperformed as a first-round pick. But compared to some of these other deals we just saw go through, they didn't pay 20 mil a year. So 10 mil might just be the starting rate for a tackle these days, you know? I agree. So now let's move on over to the defensive side of the ball. We got a couple questions and some extra news about that, but we'll get to that in just a second. In terms of the defensive line, Javon Hargrave, formerly the Eagles, four years, $80 million with the 49ers. 
there's been some controversy on Twitter about this, saying that they could have extended somebody like Brandon Ayuk and short, like, kept some of their players, but instead they decided to go with Hargrave. What do you think about that? I think it's interesting. I mean, I got to say the first player I thought of when I saw the Hargrave signing was Brandon Ayuk, as you said. They give this guy $80 million. Do they keep Ayuk now? You know, like, is he getting traded? But on the flip side, it might just be the Niners know they're in this win-now mode. They don't have a QB on contract. They have rookies, Darnold, which, you know, that's a cheap deal. And why not go bolster up your defensive line from an already dominant line? I wouldn't want to play against them. I would die. I would get concussions every play if I was playing against the Niners. So I totally understand it. Hargrave was a beef. He was a little beefcake in the middle and might have been the best player on that Philly defense that people didn't think was the best player. You know? I I agree with that. It's definitely going to be fun to watch. Um, Zach Allen, three years, $45 million with the Broncos. Once again, Broncos are making moves. They're trying to be competitive in that division. They have the quarterback to do it. There's just some other pieces that have to fall into play. Does Zach Allen make any sort of push for that? I think he's a good piece. I think he was never a guy that he wasn't making the flashy plays, but he's that guy that takes on two blockers. He, I mean, he mostly played like D end, but kind of that more like interior D end. So he wasn't, fully in the mix of like the sack leader, but I think he's a great guy to have around now. IDP wise, are those the guys that get you the points every week that maybe you don't want as um, I think uh, Bob was talking about yesterday, the Duran Payne type, great guy, great player, but is he the guy leading the league in sacks, giving you those points for your team every week? Not necessarily. But there are leagues where you need interior defensive linemen or more of that positional type, and he's a good player, and you need good players to win games. I agree with that. So to go over a couple others, defensive end Obo Okwankwo of Houston, three years with the, with Cleveland. Calias Campbell released by the Ravens. I guess they're trying to go younger at that position. Uh, David Onimara signs with the Falcons. Defensive tackle Shy Tuttle, formerly of New Orleans, three years, nineteen point five million with the Panthers, and with them losing Tuttle, they also just lost Marcus Davenport, who just agreed with the Vikings. It's a lot of guys going. I don't know where to begin. Yeah, I, I think you know, Saints wise, we, the Saints are the epitome of the, the cap don't matter train everyone is on, right, and. Yes, they did sign Carr and restructure some of these guys, but they lost their defensive linemen, besides Cam Jordan, obviously. But I think those are good players. I think Davenport's a very good player, actually. And I think, same with those interior guys from the Saints, I think they're going to be better football players than fantasy studs, obviously. But guys to have around... um, there was a reason a lot of those NFC South games, yes, the quarterbacks kind of sucked, but there's some good defenses down there. And that Saints defense has been very good for very many years now. And 
I think it's a lot to do with some of those defensive linemen. And then Calais wise, I, I'm with you. I, I think they're trying to get a little younger. I love Calais. I even saw a couple reports that he might just come back. Honestly, he might go back to the Ravens and it might've been a contract thing. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him go, you know, go somewhere and have another year or two where he makes some plays. Since we're talking about Kalias, we just got asked by our own guy from Dynasty Pros, does Kalias retire or try and sign with a new team? I think he's got it. I think he's got another year or two in him. I I think if he had wanted to retire, he would have just retired instead of been released. Um, I don't think that train of moves adds up, I guess, as someone who doesn't want to play, but you know, he still made some plays. I watched a lot of Ravens games, uh, and he makes plays. He's big, and he's a veteran guy. People like him, so. He'll definitely bring that experience to a younger defense. A couple other names. Hassan Regway, formerly of San Francisco, signs a one-year deal with Houston. And defensive tackle Raheem Nunez-Roches of Tampa Bay signs with the Giants. Nothing major there. No, yeah. Linebackers have a little bit of interesting things to go with. Tremaine a lot of fun Edmonds, linebacker. A hundred percent fun linebackers. Because it looks like the Bears are making some moves. They signed Tremaine Edmonds four years, seventy-two million, and T.J. Edwards for four years on on Edmonds. Edwards three years. So the question that we got asked: Do they regret letting Smith go? What do you think about that? I'm going to go with no. I think, I do think Roquan was a great player, but to pay Edmonds a similar contract to Roquan and get that pick back on top, if anything, they just added a free draft pick for a player that they view similarly. Now I could understand how, you know, I think Roquan and Edwards are very different players too. So I think it just depends on what they want. Edwards is a very good pass guy. You know, he's great in pass coverage, and Roquan is a little more of a great in the run game. He's okay in the pass game. He's obviously a very good player. Um, but I love the TJ Edwards signing, man, especially as you saw that. Once you saw that, that con, the other one, the massive contracts come out, you're like, damn, that small contract looks great. It definitely gave it, – it's putting them in contention in a very – unsteady division we don't know what's going on with the packers don't know if minnesota is going to be able to retain their division title lions are sneaky too so that's going to be a fun division to watch for me this coming year i agree i think especially i mean even last year it almost looked like the lions might have been the team to beat they just came on too late you know and if rogers does leave that division is just wide open and the bears are that team that they're going with that Philly model. It worked for Philly. Is it going to work for them? I guess we don't, we don't totally know, but they're loading up on defense. They're getting good players. They obviously have godlike draft capital because of that trade. So, you know, you tell me I'd bet on them. 
I would. I think they'll be sneakily competitive the next two, three years. You can even can give a run for their money this year if they keep building the right pieces. And just to touch back um, on that uh, from a more, you know, dynasty IDP sense, obviously I think the, the Bears guys, you know, Edmonds especially, he's getting that massive money. He was already a key IDP guy from the Bills. He's going, he got paid, he's going to be on the field, he'll make plays. I think the sneaky thing or... You know, sometimes it's easier to focus on this guy went to this team, so we'll follow him. But let's look back at the Eagles, and does N'Kobe Dean now become the guy you want on that team? You know, he just lost the two linebackers in front of him. He was a very, you know, he fell in the draft last year, but people love him. And he started to make plays late in the year, and he might be the kind of guy that he... Now he's the guy on the Eagles that leads them in tackles and he takes over for the guys that have left. So I definitely agree with that. Now for some more names, we got Bobby Okereke, formerly of Indy four year, 40 mil with the giants, Matt Milano extended with the bills core defensive piece right there. Jermaine Pratt, three year, 21 mil back with the Bengals, Cody Barton, Formerly of Seattle, signs with the Commanders. The Lions are making a couple moves. They're they re-signed Alex Anzalone, who was one of their key linebackers last season. Three years, eighteen million. Like we were talking about a minute ago, Lions are sneaky. I would keep an eye on them this year. Yeah, I think that's a great move for them to bring him back. He he looked good last year. That's an affordable deal to keep a guy you want to keep on your team. Um, I definitely would say I really like, um, you know, I think Milano coming back to, to the bills, he was a playmaker for him. You lose Edmonds. I don't think you can stand on a competitive team like that to lose both of your interior linebackers. So as soon as he resigned, I think it was kind of telling that Edmonds wasn't coming back, which I think most people understood, especially when you saw that massive contract that went through. And then I think Okariki is a great signing. I think, you know, part of the one of like one of the reasons I think whether you believe in him or not, one of the benefits of signing Daniel Jones to his deal was it opened up cap space to go get some more players. And this is one of the guys that they need an interior linebacker in that division, especially when you're going up against the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um not to leave out the commanders, but I think we all think the Eagles and the Cowboys are a slight more threat than them at the moment. But mm-hmm. Okariki was a great player for the Colts. And, you know, him for 10 mil or Edmonds for 18 or whatever, I think I'm taking him for 10 mil every day of the week over that 18 mil four for 72 deal that Edmonds signed. So I definitely agree with that. The last two. David Long, formerly of your Titans, two years, $11 million with the Dolphins. Eric Kendricks, who was a key piece in Minnesota, is now with the Chargers. Chargers are continuing to grow to be competitive in that division. They want it, man. The Chargers want it. You look at their dead cap money for 2024, so not this year but the year after, and you might cry 
it is hard to look at. And all that means is that they're going to try and win right now before they pay Herbert. And I think you got to respect it. What else are you trying to do? You're not trying to win. It's like in Dynasty, man. The thing that I, I like to preach is if you're not trying to win or trying to lose, you're doing it wrong. If you're doing anything in between those two things, it's not going to work because you're not committing. Now, if you try to win and it doesn't work, so be it. But you got to try one of those. I definitely agree. Now we'll move on to the cornerbacks. Jonathan Jones re-signs with New York or New England on a two-year deal. Patrick Peterson signs with Pitt. Is this what Tomlin likes to do? He likes to just keep bringing in veterans? What do you think about that? Yeah, I was surprised, to be honest. I I thought that if I was Pittsburgh, I would have just re-signed Sutton for similar money because I thought Sutton actually played very well for them last year. And, you know, Sutton got three for 30 or something, you know, and Peterson gets two for 12, which I guess, you know, it's more money. They probably didn't have it. Um, but they need it. They lost a corner. You got to gain one back. I'm and I'm not, rude, you know, I'm not. Tomlin is just one of those guys that it's like in when it comes down to it, I don't want to root against Tomlin. So he's got something he, going and he's got I, some uh, tricks yeah, up his sleeve. 100%. And then I think Jonathan Jones is a big one. I think he was a great player and him staying is, is good for him. And obviously the Patriots wanted him back, especially after losing some of their other corners, these last couple free agency cycles that, they wanted to hang on to him, so. Yeah, and now for the, I call him the defensive version of Odell Beckham just because he continuously gets injured. Jimmy Ward signs with the Texans. Not really something to pay attention to. I don't think it's going to be anything there, but it's worth noting that he's gone there. They're in their rebuild, so they need somebody to keep an eye on their defense. What do you think about that? Any final thoughts about that? Yeah, I think. I saw that go through and, you know, D'Amico Ryan's obviously the new head coach coming over as the defensive coordinator from the 49ers. Um, It's great to have players who know your system, especially with that veteran presence to help out what we think is going to be a younger team moving forward, which is the Houston Texans, right? Yes, they signed Robert Woods, but that's a similar offensive signing to the Jimmy Ward defensive signing. Get some guys who can teach the younger guys how to play. Uh, definitely. Now for the safeties. Jesse Bates, four years, $64 million with the Falcons. Are the Falcons making a move to try to be division champs next season? I mean, if there's one division you can make a move to do it in, it is the NFC South with those guys because as of now – Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division. And Derek Carr was just, what, the worst quarterback last year in his own division. He played better than Russ, but I think we all think Russell is a better player than him. He definitely had more potential than Derek. So why not? I think Bates was a very good player for the Bengals. I'm sure they would have loved to keep him, but not at that price. So you got money to spend. That's what happens. You got money to spend and you go and spend it. And Bates is a good player. And at least safeties aren't, 
you know, I was reading, I think that's the third highest safety deal in NFL history. And it doesn't even look like that massive of a contract compared to some other ones we've gone over today. So a hundred percent. Now for the final two signings, Von Bell goes with the Panthers. I like that one a little bit. Panthers are trying to show some tenacity in the defense. They got JC Horn. They have a bunch of, they got Brian Burns. They have a whole bunch of pieces there still. So they're trying to grow that defense and make it competitive. Cause like you said, this is the division to win. Yeah. I think Von Bell's a good player. I mean, I remember him all the way back on the saints, even before he was on the Bengals. But um, I think it's interesting that the Bengals lost both of their saves. That's almost a more interesting note about both of these guys signing is the hole that is left. So, you know, rookie destination for a safety, you might as well pencil it in right now to the Bengals because they don't have any, they have zero safeties on their roster. So, you know, they obviously have backups. I don't want to, talk badly about the guys that were technically the backups to those starters but um i think a good signing like you said i mean get some guys the panthers defense was actually very good they almost made a run in that division last year just by running the ball and playing good defense so why not yeah why not see where it goes and finally with the last signing marcus ups formerly of philly signs with the raiders not a whole lot there but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's that classic team goes to the Super Bowl. Everyone wants the players on the Super Bowl teams situation, right? Uh, Marcus Epps made some plays throughout the year for Philly. We watched Philly play into February, into the Super Bowl. And we all saw this coming that Philly probably wasn't going to be able to resign a lot of these guys. I think they're holding out that Chauncey Gardner is the guy they maybe keep um, as he hasn't signed somewhere yet, but he was playing on that really cheap rookie contract and they're going to have to sign him. Um, and then one note back on Von Bell too, obviously uh, it does open up Jeremy Chin, who was one of their better players to not have to be the guy to, you know, be the single high guy and he can make some more plays. So yeah, it, it will definitely allow Chen to move up in the IDP rankings. I have him in just about every single IDP league I'm in. Granted, that's minimal, but still, having one yeah. across all your leagues is something to say. I will always remember Jeremy Chin as the guy I drafted in Madden in every single fantasy draft because he was a rookie, and everyone in Madden loves the rookies. So, got to go get him. A hundred percent. Well, hey, Sam, thanks for joining. Glad we got to do this. To yeah. all our viewers, make sure to come back tomorrow night. We'll be covering all of the free agency action throughout the week. Same time, same place. Thanks for watching, you guys. Thanks for having me on. Excited and uh, happy to be on again at some point. Thanks, Nick. You have a good night, man. You too, man.